0: There was a rich man, and at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus. Admit it, society thinks of the well-to-do as somebody, treating them with respect and honor. While we treat the destitute with scorn and judgment, we think of them as a nobody. In Jesus' story of a rich man and a poor man, Notice how he reverses that. The rich man is not named. Other than his riches, he's nobody in particular. But the poor man is somebody. He has a name, Lazarus. When Lazarus dies, he is carried by angels to the bosom of Abraham. When the rich man dies, well, he dies. (laughs) He's buried period. No further ado. The poor, the abandoned, the nameless, they are somebody. The guy at the intersection with the ragged cardboard sign. The refugee with everything in a plastic bag. The old woman in the wheelchair at the nursing home. The addict wasting away upstairs. The inmate languishing in prison. They have a name, a story. They are somebody. They are not fixtures, objects, symbols of something. They are somebody. Look at them and see, see them. Maybe you can help them, maybe not. But you, you can see them. Amen. Good morning, Stone Village, and happy Sunday. I hope that all of you are well and safe in this world. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you, and let us pray. Prepare us, O God, to hear your word through the scripture of this day. Confront us with your claim upon our lives. Clarify the choices we must make if our lives are to have meaning and purpose. Help us to respond to the one who came as the bread of life so we may know life at its fullest and at its very best. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The reading today is from Luke chapter 16. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would not come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, while he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember, during your lifetime, you received your good things, and Lazarus, in like manner, evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you, you are in agony." Besides all this, between you and us, a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can come across from there to us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. From time to time on Wednesday mornings, well after Stone Village's ID and birth certificate ministry is finished. I will be sitting at my desk, working at my office, and someone will appear at my office door late in seeking assistance with an ID or a birth certificate. 99.9% of the time I help without hesitation. However, there are moments dependent upon what I am doing or if I've had a rough morning, when I do not want to help. I do not wish to be interrupted. Plus, the person standing at the door is late, late. <laughs> I still help, though, a little begrudgingly. But what always tips me over the edge to help is Lazarus in today's parable. I think about him, Lazarus, a lot, which may sound peculiar, peculiar. I think about him when I leave the church to run errands and see a person sitting on the sidewalk. I think about him when I'm driving home from the hospital and see a person pushing a cart or holding a sign near an exit ramp. I think about him when I read studies, statistics, essays pertaining to the homeless and suicide rates of LGBTQI youth. I think about him when I watch a young mother feed her infant crushed potato chips because she cannot afford formula. I don't know if he's haunting me or guiding me but I think about him a lot. And in all sincerity, he bridges the chasm for me between a stance of indifference and a stance of compassion. And I believe that is at the heart of today's parable. Acknowledging acknowledging and dealing with the chasms that separate us from one another will we stand on the side of indifference or will we stand on the side of compassion from its beginning to its end today's parable is full of divisions and separations there's the gate at the beginning on one side of the gate lies lazarus covered in sores hungry, alone, and unable to walk. On the other side of the gate, the rich man, dressed in finery, feasting, indifferent to the suffering laying at his gate. And then there's the chasm at the end, separating the comforted Lazarus and the tormented rich man. Gates, chasms, it's all the same thing, The chasm that separates Lazarus and the rich man in the next world is simply a manifestation of the gate that separated them in this world, which the rich man carried with him into the next world. That separation, that indifference, that gate was part of him. And we can understand the gates as a condition of the human heart. The gate that becomes a chasm exists within us before it exists between us. And we erect these gates. We reinforce these gates. We inherit these gates. Gates of ethnicity, gates of religion, gates of social economic status, gates of gender, gates of sexuality. And these gates divide, they destroy, and they impede our ability to engage in loving, life-giving relationships. And I believe every one of us, every one of us, has at least one gate that must be opened. And so as I see it, the work before us begins by looking inward in acknowledging and naming our gates, our fears and our attachments, and our beliefs that encourage us and allow us to compartmentalize and dismiss life different from our own. Because the truth is how we see the world, what we see in the world, is nothing more than a manifestation of our inner life. And more often than not, our vision is selective and myopic. When I set out to build Stone Village, I had this dream of creating a space, a community, where all people knew love and were encouraged to embrace their sacred worth without condition. And yet in time, I came to realize I was naive, blind to many lives, the weight of many lives. And I had internal work to do. I had gates that I needed to open, chasms I needed to bridge. So I went back to school and completed a master's degree in counseling partially to better understand myself, my triggers, my reactions, my preconceived notions, and additionally, better understand you and others, so I could support without indifference, fear, and judgment. Now, I'm not encouraging any of you to get a master's degree in counseling. However, I am encouraging you to understand this simple truth. Nothing in our life changes until we first change. The rich man's offense in today's parable was not wickedness. He was not maliciously cruel to Lazarus. He was, however, blind to Lazarus. He was blind to the life, the human suffering on the other side of his gate. He gave no agency to Lazarus's life. He asked no questions. He offered no help. He gave no time and no space. And I imagine for Lazarus, lying there day after day, hungry, covered in sores, the rich man's indifference, his blindness, felt like an early death. For a life unseen, a life unvalued, a life without agency, can easily be understood as a life not worth living. Parables like today's teach us about God's intention for the world. And they also offer us a glimpse into our potential to know and live life differently. Every one of us has the potential to be a good neighbor, always. Every day you have the potential to be a good neighbor, to live in proximity to those who are hurting, those who are suffering needlessly, to those who need a sliver of kindness to make it through the day. However, every day you must decide whether you will stand on the side of indifference or stand on the side of compassion. Will your gates be opened or will they remain closed? Will you dare to look at life differently or will you remain blind? Seeing one another in all our pain, in all our vulnerability, in all our desperation, is one of the greatest gifts we can give to one another in this life. Over the course of my life in ministry, as both a pastor and a chaplain, I have come to learn a profound truth. True seeing begins here, in the heart, not in the eyes. And you have everything you need to see people from here. Lazarus is the only character in Jesus' parables who is named. In his name, when translated from Hebrew, means God helps. God helps by opening our eyes to those different from ourselves. God helps by training our eyes on the most vulnerable of this world and giving us the courage to respond with compassion. God helps by giving us all that we need to be faithful so that the God in me can see the God in you. God helps bridge the gap between two human beings so at last we stand face to face with no chasm between us. God helps if you will allow it. Thanks be to God. Amen. I give thanks to God for each of you, and I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness the love of God to those to whom love is a stranger. They will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love you, stoners. I hope that you have a wonderful day, and uh, I will see you soon. Bye.